0: Glory to God who has given us salvation in his Son, Jesus Christ. Glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. Wednesday is Ash Wednesday and begins the journey of Lent. And during the holy season of Lent, the church fasts from the Easter proclamation. Alleluia. And so today is the last time that you will hear on the Lord's Day the word Alleluia until it is proclaimed anew at the great celebration of the resurrection. So feel free at any time while I'm preaching to yell out Alleluia. I have a letter here from our dear bishop. Because today we are celebrating St. Chad, Bishop of Lichfield, who is one of our two patron saints in this parish. And so Bishop Harvey writes, My dear friends at Holy Trinity Anglican Church, I note that Sunday coming is the feast of St. Chad and that since he is one of your patron saints, you will be observing the event. I pray that weather will cooperate, and that you will have a glorious celebration as you commemorate this saint of God who so fearlessly and untiringly helped lay such a firm foundation for the faith in what was then a very hostile environment. As you await decisions that will be made in March, I am certain that all of you are praying for success in your endeavor to secure the building in the neighborhood in which you feel God is calling you to witness. Whatever happens as far as the structure is concerned, I know you are fully committed to the ministry and outreach which you so faithfully have embraced. Do know that you are very much in my intercessions and that I continue to hold you all in much admiration and respect, especially at such a time. I look forward to being with you during the great festival of Easter, faithfully Donald Bishop. And so we have heard from our bishop who will be remembering us today at the altar, wherever he may be in this world, as he travels so much, as we celebrate the feast of St. Chad. (laughs) I don't know what's going on behind me, but it's just probably better I don't. Most of the notes that I have today on St. Chad are taken from lesser feasts and fast. We all grew up with heroes. And heroes are meant to have a positive influence over us, to make us strive beyond what we would otherwise do, to shoot for higher goals. And a patron saint is a hero for the local congregation, a hero as someone who strove for the faith once delivered to the saints. (laughs) Hallelujah. Whose faithfulness bore fruit, an example to us of what it means to live our life in Jesus Christ and to love others as Jesus Loves them. You've heard me say before, and I will say it again, and the Feast of St. Chad is a wonderful time to say this. As Christians, we are only called to love and minister to those for whom Jesus died. No one else. Of course, the trick there is that Jesus loves and died for Everyone. For everyone. And St. Chad was a wonderful example of someone who not only loved the Lord Jesus and loved the church of our Lord Jesus and loved the gospel of our Lord Jesus, but he loved all peoples, even his enemies, because they were those for whom Jesus died. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They were in the heart of Jesus when he stretched forth his arms on the hardwood of the cross. And so Chad is a hero. Not that he wasn't a sinful man, he was a sinful man, as you and I are sinful. He was broken in many ways, he fell short. But he loved Jesus. And because he loved Jesus, he loved other people. And he was never content to simply know the word of God. No, it was important, if you know the word of God, to live the word of God. Hallelujah. To forgive as we are forgiven, to love as we are loved to share the good news as we have received the good news. Now, it is not enough for us to be orthodox and to think that that means that we can believe the faith correctly without it radically changing our lives. Who has ever heard of someone getting their license to drive but there being no obligations. Who here has ever joined a hockey league? By the way, I was in Canada when the women lost and the men lost to Canada. It was really a rough couple of days. But anyway, who here has ever joined a hockey league and there there were no rules? How come it is that people believe they can give their life to the living God and there be no radical change. No, giving our life to God in Jesus Christ means a radical change, one where we love as we are loved, forgive as we are forgiven, share the good news as we receive the good news. As the patron of our archdeaconry, St. John the Baptist said, Jesus must increase, but we must decrease. Jesus must become bigger in your heart, in my heart, in the heart of this church family, and it must spill out from us into the hearts and lives of others. We must, amen, we must love those who it is hard to love. And that includes sometimes ourselves. Sometimes it's hard to love ourselves. Now, I never have that problem, but uh, just kidding <laughs> That's right. But we are to love and to minister. We are to be our brother's keeper. Chad was one of four brothers, all of whom lived out their life in service to the church. Now, this is how we are to be. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, and we are to live out our lives in service to Jesus and His church. We cannot be members of Christ, and I just have struggled with this word, compartmentalized. Did I do okay? Thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Right our faith, and how, what it means to live out that faith. We are to be clothed in Christ. How many of you, and I'm, you don't have to really raise your hand, did this when the gospel was proclaimed? It's not enough to simply do it, we must mean it, that the good news of life and salvation is to be on our minds. Our thoughts must bow humbly before the good news of Jesus Christ. They must be on, upon our lips. Our words are to be filtered by the gospel, the good news of Jesus. Our hearts must have that good news inscribed on them. Chad was a disciple of St. Aidan of Lindisfarne, and was a monk in the ancient Christian church. Now, another thing that hopefully we can model ourselves after as we look at St. Chad as someone who loved Jesus and loved all people because they were loved by Jesus is that he was a missionary bishop. He did not simply sit in an office somewhere. But rather, but rather walked his diocese, sharing the good news of Jesus with whomever he met. Just make sure he's all right. Living out that gospel. And so we are called As an Anglican church, to be a missionary people, we are to be out and about loving those for whom Jesus died. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get it out now. (laughs) I always liked it that the pancake supper, we're not having one this year, I guess, but the pancake supper was always, you know, Fat Tuesday. The night before Ash Wednesday, and you had to get out all the Alleluias, and the more pancakes I ate, the more I said Alleluia. St. <laughs> Chad's eldest, el- eldest brother was St. Sed, and he founded a monastery in Lastingham where he served as abbot. And following his death, he left the abbacy to Chad. According to the Venerable Bede, the great church historian of the English church, Chad was, quote, a holy man, modest in his ways, learned in the scriptures, and zealous for carrying out the good news. So let's look at those four attributes of our patron saint a holy man. Now I know that we are all broken. We all fall short. We are all somewhat clumsy in our life in Christ. But it's not our righteousness, but the righteousness of Christ that matters. And so in our brokenness, we wrap ourselves in Jesus. This is part of what the vestments of the priest represent. It's that as, as, as unworthy and broken and sinful and fallen and struggling, struggling that the particular priest is. He ascends to the altar trusting not in his own righteousness, but in the righteousness of Jesus. Of Jesus. So we are to clothe ourselves in the righteousness of Jesus, that people may see in us something different from the rest of the culture. If we are indistinguishable from the culture, then we are still proclaiming something to the culture. And do you know what we are proclaiming if we are indistinguishable from the culture? That Jesus Christ makes no difference. We're always proclaiming something. It's just what are we proclaiming? So we are to be holy in Jesus. To be modest in our ways. That's number two. To be modest. To realize that anything we have is something that is a gift that has been entrusted to us by Jesus Christ. Imagine seeing one another as a gift entrusted to us by Jesus. Imagine if we were to see our ministry to others, those whom the world considers to be the least, as not a difficulty or a burden, but a gift a gift entrusted to us by Jesus? What if loving other people and forgiving other people and caring for the stranger and showing mercy, what if we saw these as gifts entrusted to us by Jesus? Then our lives would begin to change and we would be clothed more fully in the righteousness of Christ. You see, following Jesus means a radical change in life. It doesn't mean that you can't have any fun. Believing in Jesus doesn't mean that you can't watch a baseball game, or that you can't have a beer, or that you can't have a second piece of cake. (laughs) <laughs> here endeth the lesson yes <laughs> but it does mean a radical change in life where we choose Jesus above ourselves where we live for him as he lived and died and rose for us we are to be holy and to be modest. Learned in the Scriptures. The Venerable Bee tells us about St. Chad. Learned in the Scriptures. You, you've heard me tell the story of how, uh, even though we did, I actually grew up in a family where we read the Bible, that whenever the priest was coming over, you know, my mother would take out the big family Bible and put it on the coffee table. <laughs> Amen. Because the priest was coming. You see, it's not important to put the Bible out on the coffee table for the priest. In fact, all the priest wants is a little coffee and some of that cake. I guess I know what I need to give up for Lent anyway. What is important is that we place the Word of God in our hearts in response to our Lord Jesus. Jesus. You ever know what, that something, whether it's for good or for ill, once it gets in your heart, it seems to overflow? Right? This might be a shock to you, but I'm a big fan of Elvis Presley. Right? Now, how do you know that? You know that because I talk about Elvis all the time. Right? Why? Because I love Elvis Presley, right? Right? Yesterday, Becca told me her favorite memory was the day Elvis was born. (laughs) That was sweet. Right, when things get into our hearts, when we really love them, people know, right? What restaurant do I go to um, uh, the most in Marlborough? Yep, the 99. How do you know that? Because I obviously love the 99. I obviously talk about it. (laughs) It's where we're going later, actually, Deacon Bob. What's my my favorite kind of car? Mustang. Mustang. That's it. See, you know these things because I love these things. Here's the question. Do you also know that I love Jesus? And see, that's it. What gets into our hearts has to overflow from us. If we are simply orthodox in that we do worship correctly and we believe correctly all the right things but we have not love, we're just jerks. We've got to live out that love for Jesus. Including loving and ministering to those who it's hard to minister to in love and those who believe radically different than ourselves. We are to be learned in the Scriptures. The Scriptures have to be placed in our hearts. That has to be the table upon which the Bible is placed, our hearts. And lastly, St. Chad was zealous in carrying out the teaching of God's word. This is what we are called to be. We can be zealous. Red Sox fans. We can be zealous. That other team. We can be zealous for a lot of things. Are we zealous for our faith? Do we love those who are different from us? Do we see our marriages or our families or our friendships or our church family or our parish council meetings or what ministries we're doing in the church and who we're reaching out to in light of Jesus Christ and the gospel of Jesus? Is it more about us and our opinion and what we like or is it more about him? Is he increasing as we're decreasing? My friends, I believe in my heart that God is about to entrust to us a wonderful gift. Not something that we've earned, not something that we deserve, a gift given to us out of love that we, taking that gift, may show love for others the broken, the hurting, the lonely, the poor, the hungry, the outcast, the alcoholic, the drug addict, the sexually perverse, to love them as he loves them, to minister to them in his name, and to be modest, to never think that somehow we're better than those to whom we are ministering. but to realize that the one who's better is Jesus, and that's what you want to give. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, it's a wonderful thing, a message that we have to offer. This past week I was speaking at Mago School in Maynard, and I told the kids, I said, can you imagine going into a, a swap shop and you give them something very small, and they give you something really awesome for it. Like you go in and you give them like a, a, a toy watch, and they give you like a Rolex, right? You go in there with like a, um, a, a Justin Bieber CD, and they give you an Elvis Presley CD. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Would she say that's offensive? <laughs> God bless you. Jesus died for Justin Bieber, too. So we do love him. It's the music that's... But anyway, uh, I'm just jealous of his hair, to be honest, you know. I said, wouldn't that be great if you could go in? Well, you see, that's how it is with our Lord Jesus Christ. You go in, and you give him sin, and in exchange for that sin, he gives you forgiveness. You go in and you give him your woundedness in exchange, he gives you his healing. You go in and you give him the bad in your life, and he bestows upon you his goodness. You go in and you give him the consequence of our sin, which is death, and he gives you eternal life. What a deal. This is the good news we have to share with every man, every woman, and every child, but also with ourselves and one another. And those who weren't here today or at the earlier Mass need to hear this. Blessings to you on this wonderful feast of St. Chad of Litchfield. By the way, where Monica and Steve or? No, maybe. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, where Monica actually grew up and they were married at the cathedral there. No, no, the Church no. of St. Chad. The Church of St. Chad in Lichfield. Yes. Okay. So blessings to you on this feast. My prayer for us as a church family is that people will see in us, that we are imitating our hero. Because by doing so, they will see that we are imitators of Jesus Christ. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Glory to God who has given us salvation in his Son, Jesus Christ. Glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Amen.